Delano's Top of the Week. On a Monday, uh, we have Delano in the studio to um, talk through a topic that's in the news. We look at some events that are coming up in Luxembourg, and then there's always a personal pick from whoever is in that week. Um, today is the final top of the week of 2022, as next week we're going to be running pre-recorded shows on The Breakfast Show. Um, and this week, Duncan Roberts from Delano is with us. Good morning, Duncan. Good morning. It's actually my very final top of the week as yes. well. Yes, <laughs> yes, I was going to say it's a bit of a bittersweet occasion today, because, yeah. uh, I mean, it's the last one of the year, Christmas is nearly here, but it's also the last time we'll have you on the show for top of the week. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm leaving Delano after 14 years, um, and uh, yeah, and in fact... Almost 20 years since I first appeared on Aura City Radio. Yeah, you've had a long, <laughs> long relationship with yeah, the station. Yeah. So hopefully we'll, we'll, um, we'll find an excuse to get you back on the show in some guys be good. a little yeah. bit down the line. Um, but congratulations on new things, new plans, yeah, new plans um, yeah. and all the best with all of that. Thank you. Um, as it's the final show of the year today, we've got a little bit of a kind of retrospective of 2022. Yeah, I, think, uh, I thought we'd do a little roundup of you know, the top stories. Um, we always do that on for for Delano we always do a roundup of, of what's happened in 2022 but more importantly looking ahead to 23 mm-hmm. which is going to be a very exciting year um, who knows what's going to happen because obviously in 2022 we didn't expect or a lot of people most people didn't expect Russia to invade Ukraine which yeah. is of course probably the, story the, the biggest news story that, that's dominated the headlines yeah. in all sorts of ways I mean obviously the the, the actual war itself um, I just read yesterday that Henry Kissinger, who I didn't even know was still alive, um, a former Secretary of State for Richard Nixon back in the 70s, um, has called for a negotiated peace. So he's, you know, voiced his opinion again somehow. He's 99 years old. Okay. Amazing. Um, Obviously, President Zelensky of Ukraine dismissed uh, any any sort of negotiated peace because he says, well, that's just rewarding Russia with for their aggression if the negotiated peace would involve Ukraine giving up some of its territory. Um, yeah, obviously started, I mean, the invasion was the end of February. That had a massive impact. Uh, loads of refugees. Luxembourg took in over 6,000 refu- refugees between February and December. Um, we've just re- heard on the news about all these efforts to, to house them, which has been a problem also for them to get jobs because... A lot of them don't have French or German. They have, they probably have English as their second language. So again, we know what that that can pose a problem in the local job market, depending on what you're looking for. Um, and the Red Cross has been, you know, doing doing sterling work. So as Lou Crane, the the mm-hmm. association that was set up uh, after the invasion, um, there are there are some 15 Luxembourgers in Ukraine. I heard working for the Red Cross, the International Red Cross, okay. in various parts of the Ukraine. And Ukraine has obviously launched this Ukraine is Calling campaign where they're hoping to raise 10 million euros to, to buy 112 emergency vehicles. Um, I don't know if anybody saw the fire truck outside the Philharmonie. The, there's a fire truck that, from Ukraine that had driven over a landmine, complete, well, half destroyed. Um, they had an ambulance down in Esh as well because there's over 2,000 emergency vehicles have been destroyed by bombs or mines or... And is uh, that, missiles is, is that a campaign ex- exclusive to Luxembourg? That's it was launched in Ukraine. Luxembourg, but it's an international campaign. Okay. Um, but they're, they're quite a way off their target. They've raised €295,000, which is pretty impressive, but mm. I think the target of €10 million is uh, very ambitious. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, and obviously the economic impact of the war as well affected Luxembourg, just as you know, 
we, we emerged from the COVID crisis or the economic impact of the COVID crisis. Obviously, there are still some people suffering with COVID mm -hmm. and long-term COVID. Um, so again, you know, that, that caused massive problems, inflation, the threat of inflation um, led to the tripartite meetings in spring and then again towards the end of the summer um, and somehow, <laughs> as is the way in Luxembourg, they found an agreement between the government, the unions and the employees, employers, sorry. Um, But again, the employers aren't that happy. Uh, Carlo Thielen of the, of the Chamber of Commerce, who represents businesses, he's uh, predicting bad, a bad 2023 for, for business um, in Luxembourg because of the, these, um, there's going to be three rounds of uh, indexation, so automatic salary increases, one that was delayed from this year, and then there's going to be two next year, according to all the, the uh, forecasts. So... Yeah, it's, it's a tough time for business. But again, the government has invested loads and loads of money on helping households and, and businesses, uh, you know, and helping them with fuel bills, which is the big, the big point at the moment, the big uh, challenge that's facing people. So, yeah, it's been, a, well, <laughs> a very interesting year. And of course, those, those um, kind of um, economic... Um, difficulties are going to be felt as long as the, the, the war in Ukraine is going on. But yeah. at, this, at the moment, there's, there's, there's really no end in sight. There is there? no end in sight. I mean, everybody's saying it's going to be, at, I mean, at least until this time next year before anything could happen. Um, I mean, will it escalate? We don't know. Um, then, you know, towards the end of next year, the US election campaigns will start for the presidency. Mm. Uh, so again, you know, Will that affect the U.S. Uh, efforts to, to support Ukraine? Who knows? Um, yeah, very interesting times. Um, another thing um, that I think you wanted to talk about was um, what's happened in Luxembourgish government during this year in 2022. Yeah, I mean, we've had... Yeah. Um, there's been some interesting um, new appointments and we've seen, as uh, you said, the rise of Pauline Pauline Leonard to deputy um, prime minister. Um, and that she's she's kind of become a people's favorite here, it seems. Yeah, I mean, remember she was she was in the job for about six weeks when COVID hit. Mm -hmm. um, so, no, it's pretty amazing that she is. You know, she's only been a minister for three years, less than three years, and um, is now the most popular politician in Luxembourg, according to the polls. Has been since just before the summer. Um, but we, yeah, we've had four new cabinet ministers this year. Um, Eureka Bacchus in finance, Joel Welfring in environment, um, Eureka Bacchus because Pierre Gromenia, who went on to become, finally, after long negotiations in the EU, to become the, the head of um, the ERM. So, and then Joel Welfring, who stepped in for Carol Dieschborg, who had to resign because of the controversy over planning permission for a garden shed, which always amuses me. <laughs> Um, and then George Engel and Claude Hag George Engel as the employment minister and Claude Hagen at agriculture who stepped in for two ministers who who resigned um, so yeah interesting and next year we have two elections we have the local elections in June which everybody can register for you don't have to have lived here for five years now 
any any resident of Luxembourg can register to vote for those local elections. So. And also uh, run in them, I believe. Is that right? People can stand, yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, helps to join a party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if if you if you want to create a party in Luxembourg City, you have to have 27 people mm-hmm. because there are 27 seats on the council. So you have to have that number of candidates to stand on the list. Obviously, smaller communes have smaller lists. Um, yeah, so that's going to be very interesting. And then the national elections in, 2020, in October 2023. Um, if the LSAP, who have you know, had a disastrous couple of elections in 20... Well, not disastrous, but really bad results in 2013 and 2018... Um, so, but with Paul Atlanta at the helm, and they've become much more popular now. Hmm. Um, but it looks as though the three major parties who are in government now, if they want to keep that coalition going, which they've had to have done since 2013, um, according to the polls now, they would actually increase their majority by one seat in parliament because the CSV, the main opposition party, um, they're on a massive downward trend. Okay, they they are losing popularity. Yeah. Um, the one party that has made spectacular gains in the polls over the past year is the Pirate Party. Um, they currently have two seats in government, and it was predicted they could get up to seven if the polls, you know, according to the polls now. And what's so, what's the um, what's the Pirate Party's kind of uh, alignment, like typical alignment? What's the, what are they kind of um, put on policies and stuff? How do they? I think they're quite centrist. They, I mean, their, their head, Sven Clermont, is one of the most popular po- politicians in Luxembourg, and quite rightly so, because he's the, one, he's the main opposition leader, in my view. He, he's the one who, you know, stands up to the government, uh, calls them out. Um, he's the one who, who took them to court for not unveiling the details of the RTL contract that they had. Um, okay. So, yeah, I mean... They, they don't have they're not a single issue party you can't say oh they are aligned to the to the left on this or to right. the right on that they're, they're quite um, yeah unique <laughs> let's say okay where does but, the name come from <laughs> well there, there are pirate parties all over Europe mm-hmm. um, so I think Sven Kilmer founded the pirate party here in the early 2000s um, when he was quite young um, it's, it's, yeah the pirate party was a sort of alternative you know mm-hmm. pol- political force throughout Europe Okay. Um, yeah, very interesting. All right. Um, and when are the elections due to take place next year? So the local elections are in June mm-hmm. and the national elections are in October. Okay. If you're ready, I'll play a track, I think. And yeah, then when we come back, that. we'll look at some events that are going to uh, be happening this week for people to look forward to in Luxembourg. That's Phoenix with Winter Solstice on Our City Radio, where it is. we are currently having Delano's Top of the Week. And Duncan Roberts is in the studio with me to look at some events that are coming up this week in Luxembourg. What have we got first, Duncan? Uh, well, first this evening down at Rocas, which is um, on the Rue de Bain. Uh, very nice bar and live venue. Um, Dan Belkin, who's a Berlin-based comedian, uh, tours Europe. So he's uh, doing stand-up, co- stand-up comedy and therapy. <laughs> okay. So basically the audience write down, you know, their problems. They okay. hand them to the comedians on stage and then the comedians use their sort of humour to All right, steer to help them out. Help them out. Okay. <laughs> yeah. sounds so it sounds like a bit of improv, you know, and, and quite, could be quite funny. All right, that's tonight, um, is it? Yeah. Rockers. I'm sure they don't have to be real problems <laughs> to write down. And uh, can people just kind of get tickets on the door there? Yeah, that one? tickets yeah. on the door. I think it's around 12, 13 euros. Yeah. Okay, great. Um, uh, up next. <laughs> 
Uh, then on Wednesday, we have the very first Luxembourg Music Awards down at Rockhall. Interesting. So this is interesting. Yeah, we've had the, the Film Awards for since 2001, I think, or 2003. Um, last year, we had the Theatre and Dance Awards. Mm. Um, so now we've got the Music Awards, which is interesting. Uh, there's six categories, um, including Best Up-and-Coming Band, uh, Best Live Band, and there's the the top prize of the Luxembourg Music Prize. Um, there's awards for, but there's also awards for sort of backstage people and you know promoters and producers. So it was quite interesting. Okay. So uh, singer Sasha Lay and um, musician and radio presenter Mike Tock are going to be presenting the awards. I'm sure there's going to be live acts as well. Nice. So it's down at the Rock Hall at seven o'clock, and that's um, open to the public. It's open to the public and it's free. Okay. But you have to reserve your tickets in advance on the Rock Hall website. Great. Yeah, it looks like it could be a fun evening. All right, and then finally... And then finally also on Wednesday, we have a queer Christmas party at the LGBTQI Plus Centre Sigal, which is on the Rue Notre Dame at 7 o'clock on Wednesday. Um, so I think that's self-explanatory. Okay. <laughs> All right, great. And then we're going to wrap things up with a personal pick from you, um, and you've got a track for us today. Yeah, I thought, uh, I was trying to think, oh, what's my track of the year? But I couldn't really think of one (laughs) that really stands out, unlike last year. Um, So I've just gone for a jolly Christmas song to sign off with, and it's uh, Julian Casablancas from The Strokes. And with I Wish It Was Christmas Today. Don't we all? Yeah. (laughs) Brilliant. Uh, Well, Duncan, thanks so much uh, for all of your contributions here at Ira, and hope to have you back on the show at some point in some guys. And best of luck with all 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 the future endeavors thanks all right this is julian casablancas with i wish it was christmas today